This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Happy Friday, Village Church. Pastor Michael here in the studio with my wife, Brianne. And today, Brie, we have a non-controversial, <laughs> very simple question mm-hmm. of which moms on both sides of the aisle are not going to be calling us and frustrated. So, um, interesting. I, I've never talked to a dad who has like violent opinions about vaccinations. But here's the question for the day. The question goes like this. What does the Bible say about vaccinations? Now, I'm just going to throw you a bone here, okay? I was hoping you'd give me a drum roll. Let's make a few things clear. Are you a medical doctor? The answer is no. Am I a medical doctor? The answer is no. And even if I were, had we been medical doctors, have we we answer this in one podcast? No. No. And have we studied vaccinations? No. Do we know with absolute clarity and certainty as medical doctors who have studied this for a long time? The answer is no. And uh, so it is interesting to me that moms are very mean on this subject. Mm -hmm. Um, And typically it's moms who are anti-vaccinations and the moms who are like, eh, I'll vaccinate my kids, you know? So I I really don't have any opinions at all on whether you should or should not. I have some sub-opinions on certain things, um, but even that, that's not even valuable enough to share here because I have no authority to speak on those issues. What I will say is this. Had vaccinations not been introduced into this world, there would be a lot more dead people. Fair? Fair. Diseases, many of them, would run much more rampant. Fair? Fair. All vaccinations are not bad. Fair? Depends who you ask. There we go. Good answer. I love that. You didn't even take a side. You're so PC. And so I would say, though, that God is pro-healing. Yes. He is pro-medicine. Like, if it's a good medicine that heals, this is a good thing. We're allowed to use science and technology and all this stuff to figure out how to prevent things from happening. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my baseline. I know you have a lot of opinions. What would you say? I actually don't feel like I have that many opinions on this. I feel like this is a subject that scares me to talk about because, like you said, the the vileness of people as they get into this debate. I understand it on one, one hand as this is a very important topic because it affects the health and the well-being and the projected lives of our children and the way we make these decisions has a possibility of consequences on either end. And so we enact a mama bear in many mothers that is fiercely protective of their children and wants the best for them and wants to just in general protect all children from consequences of either not vaccinating or vaccinating Mm. and to see... People live a life where they are not experiencing suffering. Mm. When we look at what the Bible says about vaccinations. Which is nothing. Truly, it says nothing. What we do see, as you pointed out before, is that Jesus is always about healing. He healed in a variety of ways, and he oftentimes stepped into situations to bring healing to that. Obviously, we're not going to answer the vaccine debate in a single podcast, nor is that actually technically what this question is about. Nor is it possible. Correct. But I think the debate comes down to, is it best to protect our precious children? I think everyone agrees that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit as Christians. And so it is our responsibility to understand, to be informed as to what goes in them, where it comes from, what it's doing once it's in there, and the risks and consequences of that whole entire process. Mm-hmm. We had a similar conversation 
months ago when we spoke about birth control, mm. that it is our job to be well-informed at what every medication is doing, where it comes from, how it's working, and what it's going to do inside of us and inside of our children. And so as parents, I do believe that it is our responsibility as parents to make healthcare decisions for our children and to decide what is best for them. But at the same time, we have to be very open to feedback from other people and to be able to step outside of our realm of knowledge to be able to be encouraged from other people outside in the community yep. also as to what is going to be best for a communal perspective too. Yep. This is about our children, but it's also about our community and how we can protect our community and our children. The hard part is I've never met a mom who's like, I would like to give my kid a disease through vaccines. No mom chooses to give a vaccine to harm their kids. Everybody thinks they're doing the right thing. Absolutely. And the reason I'm emphasizing moms is because this is primarily not a dad issue, right? Dads will be like, whatever, whatever the doctor says. Well, I don't know. <laughs> when I go out with guys, no dude has ever talked to me about vaccines ever. I have been talked about vaccines by many women. And um, mm -hmm. it's just a different uh, culture that surrounds moms and mom culture has hyperemphasized the subject. Not saying that's bad. Well, part of that is because I think moms look down on other moms for all sorts of mom choices that they make. Mm, that's mom issue. Dads don't do that, by the way. We get into the whole mom culture of competition and um, pride. And I'm organic. I'm not organic. I feed my kids mac and cheese. Well, mine's organic mac and cheese. Oh, right. Or gluten-free. I let my baby sleep in my bed and co-sleep, or I want my baby to be able to sleep independently. It really does come down to these mom debates, which get fiery and they get heated and they get intense because they're enacting a mama bear instinct, which is a good instinct, but Goodness. a good thing becomes a bad thing when it becomes a controlling thing. Or a competing so, thing. Exactly. Unless it's fantasy football and your name is Peter Lewis and I'm destroying you. So I think one of the biggest things when we look at this debate is to be able to see is the way that we're participating in this conversation, building up the body, is it edifying people, which sometimes edifying is not always like, you're so awesome. Keep mm -hmm. going. Sometimes it is saying to them like, no, I really think you're doing something that is not beneficial for your child. I love it when people say that to me, no matter what the regard is, because at least then I know that they're watching out for me. They have my back and they're invested in the well-being of our family. I don't have to agree with them necessarily, but I love that feedback and I love being able to hear what, what's in their mind and their love for us. When I think about what vaccinations were created for and when we look at just the facts, like are vaccinations without risk? No, they're not. Everything has a level of There's risk. There's risk on either sides. Have they done much good in the world? Yes, mm -hmm. they have. But we have to weigh these risks and we have to weigh this information, right? And going back to why vaccinations were created, vaccinations were created to relieve suffering, to preemptively strike in people's lives the opportunity so that these diseases, which people have watched ravage nations, towns, people groups. Yeah. My own family was very affected by polio. And to watch how this looked, they were trying to mitigate suffering. Suffering, yep, which is the point. Also, Sometimes the debate on the people who choose not to vaccinate their children, they want to mitigate suffering because of the potential connections to lifelong developmental issues because of the risks that it has and because of maybe the places that the vaccinations come from. And so both sides actually have a lot of the same values. They want to mitigate suffering. They want to protect their children. They want to treat their bodies as a temple of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of this just comes down to their worldview and how they make yep. the decision. Let's shift gears because um, let's talk about the real issue and why this is hard and probably what's prompting this question. What's prompting the question is mom culture. 
So you made a statement and you said, I want you to come tell me what you think. If you don't think what I'm doing is healthy for my kid, I would love for you to tell me that. But there's two, there's two categories in this discussion. Number one is agreed upon principles. You're yelling at your kids. You're hitting your kids. Your kids are disobedient and disrespectful, and you're not taking care of that. You're not meeting basic needs of your child. Your child has a problem. Here's what we think it is. Could we help you? Those are good things, right? Those are things that I know you and me, we have to ask for because people are usually afraid to tell parents hard things about their kids. You know, I go to my preschool teacher, my kid's preschool teacher. I said, you got any issues with him? Please let me know real time what's going on. Don't be at all hesitant, right? So those are things that we can agree on. They're measurable. They're generally agreed upon things. But then there's this whole subjective world in mom culture of like vaccinations where it's not agreed upon. It's not firm. And so I think moms could go a long way if they could learn this simple technique. When you take, we'll say, uh, non-agreed upon things and act like you have the edge of all knowledge, it's better to say rather than you are wrong to say, hey, here's what I'm at. If you want more information, consider it. Because we don't know how a vaccine is going to positively or negatively affect. And you may take a perspective that says, I'm going to withhold. And that's fine. But when we become arrogant and then look down upon other people, which I have found to be a habit in mom culture, that because there is a brooding insecurity that moms deal with their insecurity by finding hobby horses and then condemning or not condemning, condescending other people because they're not on board with their hobby work. But every mom could find a million of them. And it makes the mom feel more confident in being a mom that they have this position and that they have this label and that they have this category that they can exist in. And a community maybe to like support their beliefs and and someplace to find a mom identity in what's going on. And so you're correct. In the fuel behind this fire, it's not the only fuel. There's a lot of scientific research that debates and there's a lot of people who have scientific research that says both sides. There's a lot of personal experiences that speak to both sides. And so this more than probably many other debates in mom world, really the decision is very hard to make based upon these things. And so what I think it comes down to is a couple things. One, wisdom. The Lord tells us that if any of us lack wisdom, then we should ask him for it. There's even a possibility that because this is not a black and white issue, that not everyone's answer is going to be the same exact thing. Which takes a level of humility. I may have 15 convictions and 15 issues, but they may be gray issues. They may not be like, no, this is objectively always the right thing to do. And in those circumstances, moms need to give a lot of grace to each other. I just see this in the church, outside of the church. Moms are afraid of each other because moms are constantly one-upping each other. And it's a weird culture. I just want to say this. Dads don't do this. Dads compete and we have fun. It is very different, particularly in the church. One of the things I've often seen is moms who like vaccinate their children in in secret mm-hmm. because they're so afraid to be able to what? say, yeah. "I took my child and they got their you know their vaccination or whatever it may be." And so it becomes like this secret life where it's like I secretly think this is best for them, but I don't want to like have to stand up for what I believe yep. and be able to do this. And so yes, I think that in some ways, like, and I'm not a big person who supports gray areas. I'm usually a pretty black and white person. No. But when it comes to some of these <laughs> things, I think that there's an opportunity to be able to say. With humility. Okay, you've prayed and you've asked the Lord for wisdom. This is what he has guided you in. Some moms are like, I homeschool. You don't homeschool? How could you not? Well, we send a Christian school. How could you homeschool? Nothing happens in homeschool. They don't do anything. Oh, you send a public school? Moms can find anything to one up. And it makes them feel secure. It makes them feel confident in their mothering. And it makes them feel like, again, they have a community to belong to. And so when we give grace to other moms to be able to say, you know what? No, 
You are more than welcome to make those decisions for your children and what that looks like. Here's some thoughts. Here's some things that I think. Mm -hmm. But then we have a support for them also. That is a beautiful opportunity. And there are a lot of – there are some – black and white issues in the things that we've talked about, but there's also some gray. And so I think when it comes down to it, you know, how do we look at what the Bible has to say about vaccinations? What does the Bible say? He says, seek wisdom. When you don't have it, you ask God for it. We are not to make any decisions from a place of fear. Fear is not something that is to control us. It is not something that is to affect the way we think, the way we move in this world, and the way that we approach parenting. And I think that we need to be informed as to what is going on. We can't just close our eyes and forge ahead and just go with mm-hmm. any sides of what they say. And informed does not mean I choose one side because it makes me feel good or because it's interesting. You look at multiple perspectives on controversial issues and see who has the best arguments and then do the best that you can with that information. So to be informed, to not make decisions from fear, to seek wisdom, and I think to give grace to other people as they're in their journey in making these decisions also. So some good advice. If it's gray, give advice. And if it's generally accepted and agreed upon, then you can say, hey, I have a concern for you and what's going on. Mm -hmm. If I could just empower moms at Village Church to make a distinction between your passions and your gray area passions and those things that are black and white and to receive the things that are black and white and to be confident in your ability to address those in other people. Mm-hmm. And then also to distinguish, you know, these are just kind of some personal convictions I have and give advice on those things. Advice is different than like, you should, you must. The way you diaper a child, the way you feed a child, there should be no opportunity for disunity in the body because of those things. There can be concern, there can be dialogue, there can be all sorts of different aspects of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. To live in a community of people who have different values on different tiers of priorities in their minds. But overall, we should be bringing unity, not condemnation, not rejection. There should be no opportunity for disunity in the body because of those things. So I'll close with this little thought I have in mind. I love, I love weird people, okay? Like we've talked about this quite a bit, right? Strange people with weird interests. I love when people have like hobbies and convictions that are not mine or different outside of the category of what I would normally think about, you know? And so I want to be clear that like I have a, there are a lot of, I think women at Village Church who have a lot of convictions and handle them really well, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And they just do a really good job with it. Just because you have convictions on vaccinations or food or kid stuff, I'm just being general here. We're not talking about you per se. I love I love that you have these like little niche things that you're passionate about. That's pretty cool. You know, like I've got my own little niche things over here. And unfortunately, though, like in the mom world, some women or too many women take it too far. Absolutely. And I think one of our greatest goals in that should be that as we give our differing opinions to someone, they should feel like they were just hugged by us. Oh, that's and so And there's good. definitely moms that I interact with who have different opinions with me on different subjects. Mm-hmm. And I leave. But we're one one, and I feel loved by them Mm -hmm. and I feel connected to them, even though we completely disagree. And there's some moms I leave and I'm like, I feel like there's just been like, you know, this subject has just come and separated us. And that is never an acceptable practice within the body of Christ. I'd just be really sad if somebody heard this like a village and they thought, is he talking about me? Because I have have an opinion on vaccinations and I'm like, I have an opinion on vaccinations. I think that's great. Have all the opinions. I assume it's based on research and everything else. Just be nice. Mm hmm. Moms, I'd like to close this out by giving you a big air radio hug. Feel it. It's good. That was weird. Awkward. All right. And uh, moms are great. God made moms. Love your mama bear instinct. And uh, yeah, Monday, Brianne will not be with us. Mm-hmm. Sad tears. But you will come back and you're going to answer questions uh, later about multi-personality disorder. 
Hoarding. Mm, hoarding, that's a good one. And anxiety. Awesome. Monday, Pastor Tim's going to be back with me in the studio. We're going to answer the following question. So if you have a church with believers filled with the Holy Spirit, how can some churches be void of the Holy Spirit? See you Monday. Happy Clappy Friday, Village Church. Really? <laughs> Vaccinations and Clappy. Do you want the clap? No. Start over. <laughs>